0: Hello, peeps! Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. I'm Lou Gerlach with Think Chat, and welcome to Confession Number Ninety Nine. We're reflecting on the process. Now, after this book study, I decided to try something new. I don't know if it's good or not. Instead of picking some random goals uh, for my action plan, I pulled quotes from each week and partnered them with enhanced PYP types of action. And basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to go down each column of the different enhanced PYP types of action and pull one goal from um, that's going to help me focus for this next year. We're going to go through this together. I don't know how it's going to go. I'll be honest. (laughs) We're going to... um, try to make this happen. I'm going to post this also on my blog. So it might be easier for you to look at it, but we're still going to try it because we're risk takers. Be sure to get some paper and pencil or some of your thought processes ready. Um, and here we go. Okay. So there are five different types of action in enhanced PYP since 2018. There's participation, there's advocacy, social justice, social entrepreneurship and lifestyle choices. I'm gonna go down just all the options for participation and you're gonna choose one. I want you to look at it from the lens of goals. Where am I need the most growth? So when I'm thinking about goal-making, I'm not thinking about, I have zero understanding of this because that's your frustrational level, right? We want more instructional. I'm so-so in it, but I wanna get better. We wanna move towards that meeting and crossing over the line that I have a clue, right? And so think about something that you're sort of developed that you want to develop further instead of starting from ground zero because that will only add strain and that's not what this is about. So we're going to start with participation, which is getting involved in conversations that lead to new ideas. We want our kids to be talking, engaging with these ideas and sparking. Oh, I never thought of it that way. So what are they gonna need in order to do that? So the first option is that we're gonna pose questions that's gonna spark an inquiry. Is that still a growth area for you, okay? Number two, since our beliefs shape our practice, what is the type of language? Do we need to change the type of language we're using to bring about inquiry? Option three, are we, creating learning experiences so our learners look at themselves as learners that can do it? Is that still something that we're growing in? Four, are we teaching children that um, learning is a journey and there's multiple pathways and multiple destinations? It's not fixed. Five, are we having a shared understanding and a shared attitude of what learning is going to look like? And then six, are we recognizing that different kinds of inquiries need different kinds of materials, resources? So pick one that you think is your growth area at an instructional level. I'll read them again. You need to teach them questions to spark their inquiry. You need to change kind of your language so it aligns with inquiry. You need to possibly reinforce to learners that they themselves are learners to bring up that feeling of, um, I've got this. Maybe you need to um, remind students that learning is a journey. It's not a fixed point and that there's multiple pathways and multiple destinations. Possibly that you have a shared understanding of what's going to be happening and that both parties The children and the teacher have a say in that, and that there are different types of resources for inquiries. Which one do you think is still your grow? Okay, so now we're moving on to advocacy. This is raising awareness of issues in a variety of ways to create change. So we're trying to get our kiddos to be pumped and be able to express their their thoughts and ideas and ways maybe it's just writing maybe it's blogging who knows whatever those ways are we're trying to get our kids pumped that they're saying nope this ain't right or yep this is cool we need to do more of this right so we need to then possibly one area of growth is that you need to be able to present learning in numerous contexts and approaches so that they can see that it's so that they can design it for themselves second idea possibly is to take your uh, young learners ideas that you recognize that their ideas are valid and incorporate them into the learning three is possibly for advocacy is self-actualization that i know who i am i can i have some voice in this process i have some agency when you conference Are you allowing them to um, get some feedback, but actionable next steps? Recording the learning, that the assessment does not take over um, the actual task at hand. So what areas do you think you need to work on in order to advocate for your learners? Presenting numerous contexts and approaches, that's one. Two, taking your young learners' ideas and applying them into your unit. Three, providing agency and self-actualization for your learners. Four, conferencing with your learners and providing them actual next steps. Five, making sure that the assessment does not override the learning engagement. These are all advocating for your learners so that they can be independent. Social justice, addressing inequity in society. All right, so part of this is, are you giving decision-making opportunities for your learners so that they can make some decisions? So that's part of social justice. Or are you just talking down to them? All right, number two, do you have the courage to take risks and try something new? That's also social justice because that's opening your mind to new ideas. All right, oh, and then this goes into the next piece. Maybe you're open to taking risks, but now applying them might be for three is opening yourself for opportunities for personal inquiry, that you're gonna now apply it and do something with it. All right, also for social justice is that the power remains with the learner, that you're giving, you're building up those skills within your learners that um, they can be independent. And then five, enabling the youngest learners with the belief that they can take action showing actions to action that's happening in real life with real learners their age. So let's review what your choices are. Social justice, addressing inequity in society. So giving them the power, right? And advocating for it. You're going to allow, one, allow for decision-making for to happen. Two, be courageous and take some risks. Three, apply that risk to your personal inquiry. Four, giving more power to your students. Five, making sure that your youngest learners know that they can take action. Where do you think you need to work on in order to develop social justice? Social entrepreneurship. This is investing in projects that help sustain societies. These are unique pathways that have been created to help change some systemic things that are currently in place. So for that to happen, one, are you intentionally open-minded and providing alternative voices to the status quo? Two, are you inserting a personal inquiry workshop into your existing framework? Three, are you being a contributor and constantly contributing new ideas and new perspectives to the system so that things can change? Four, are you open to the possibility of creating a human library to bring more voices within the community into the school? So, in regards to social entrepreneurship, are you intentionally one, being open-minded and bringing more alternative voices into the curriculum? Two, are you inserting a personal inquiry workshop into your practice? Three, are you becoming more of a contributor to the process and contributing new ideas? Four, are you open to being um, incorporating a human library into your practice. Choose one of those that you'd like to do. And then lastly, lifestyle choices. Changing our behaviors and lifestyle choices. So are you looking at questions such as what might be the best way to incorporate this into our school? What might work best for our learners? Are you incorporating those types of questions into your practice? Two, the language we use and the way we design and set up learning spaces. Are you being knowledgeable about that and how it promotes inquiry? Three, are shared inquiries, are they designed to build a solid knowledge bank but also opportunities for personal inquiries to happen. And four are the words and tone we use um, when we confer with our learners help promote inquiry. Remember we're trying to change behaviors and lifestyle choices. So here we go. One, what might be the best way to incorporate this into our practice into our school? What might work best for our learners? Asking those types of questions. Are you open to asking those types of questions? One. Two, the language we use, the way we design and set up learning spaces promotes inquiry. Is that something you still need to work on? Three, are you promoting shared inquiries that are designed to build a strong knowledge bank but also promote personal inquiry? And four, are you needing to look at how the words and the tone you use during conferencing um, promote inquiry. Now, I know that this has been difficult to do auditorily, but some of us are thriving in this. When I'm looking at this, I'm going to once again post this onto my blog, um, on my website at um, thinkchat 2020. .weebly.com, be sure to go check it out, my friends. But when I'm looking at these, there are ones that naturally come to mind. So when I'm looking at participation, getting involved in conversations that lead to new ideas, the big aha for me um, in reading this book is that inquiry can be driven by questions that arise from a need, a problem, a puzzle, and interest. That's like a choice menu and getting kids to spark, I'm instantly seeing a visual of four puzzle pieces coming together and saying, what, which pathway are you going to use in order to spark your inquiry? That's something that I want to work on. Another thing for advocacy, so when I'm thinking about um, advocacy, I'm looking at um, recording the learning and making sure that it doesn't take over that I'm going to balance what kind of um, assessment I record and also trying to give the skill set back to the learner that they can self record. So it's not so much on to me. So that's a goal I would do for advocacy because I'm advocating for children to be independent. Social justice, um, promoting inequity. When I'm thinking about this, I'm looking at. Uh, the one that resonates always with me, is that the power needs to remain with the learner. And what that means to me is that I'm gonna do everything I can to build my curriculum so that the students are as independent as possible and that I scaffold the process so that I don't have to be the center of all information. That the children recognize that this is a process and I am not the vessel for all the fountain of knowledge, that they are too. So so, social entrepreneurship, when I'm looking at this, the one that um, uh, resonates with me once again is the human library. I'm gonna so start utilizing human libraries as part of working with schools, That's gonna be something that I talk about quite a bit in order to build capacity and community within our schools. So good, and I didn't even think about them before. And now, and that's the beauty of reading and educating and collaborating, right? And now in regards to lifestyle choices, the one that resonates with me is looking at how are we designing the language and the learning spaces and what we put on the walls, and the dialogue at the planning table, how does that shape um, how personal inquiry comes about in our practice? That's something that I wanna develop further. So that kind of gives you an inclination. I'd be really curious to see what kind of um, goals you're willing to, you don't have to necessarily make goals from each of the columns, right? Because that might be a lot, but at least it kind of gives you a guideline of what to shoot for i'd be interested if you could post on social media on twitter at thinkchat2020 or uh, on linkedin Lou gerlach l-u-g-e-r-l-a-c-h have fun with this and i hope it helps your practice now come to the next episode as i unpack my personal inquiry journey yikes um i've been scared during this process i won't lie All right. Talk to you soon.